0: you're listening to highlights from the creative processes interview with jill johnson this podcast is supported by the jan Michalski foundation i think dance chose me i've always felt that it was Mm. a vocation and a calling and just a kind of pulling me in the direction i think it's been i've been lucky enough that I've been able, I just always knew I wanted to do it, and in fact, I don't even think I knew that it was dance, it was just who I was, which is to move in the world and move to music. In terms of who inspired me to dance, I think the first person must be my mother, because she, I mean, she's like a child whisperer, my mother, (laughs) she's incredible, (laughs) and you know, she's been recently telling us, my brother and I, about you know stories from childhood, We're going through the old albums. Yeah. It's been a project of hers, so all these stories are emerging. And she would talk about how I was always dancing. She's a music therapist, so oh, um, and and plays several instruments. So music was very much a part of our lives, making up songs too. Yeah, and it's in your blood. So yeah. It was, yeah. So I think. I think I was just really, really lucky to be in an environment where I could be totally myself for as long as I could remember. So my mom and then um, eventually, um, it's so hard to narrow down in a way. Maybe it's a pivotal moment when I knew, you know, I was in the National Ballet School and had the great fortune of being at the school and, and receiving the training that I did there. And every time the company was in season, we would go and see the performance once a week. So it was just like, this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I remember one moment seeing Veronica Tennant in The Sleeping Beauty, and I was sitting in row A. So not the very front <laughs> yes. of the theater, but right. And I just, I, it was like, I want that. So I was a recent graduate of the National Ballet School. I went in um, as an apprentice. And, um, I was lucky enough to get offered a contract halfway through that, just sort of, I did not crack her yeah, and so then got I got a contract in January, um, and, um, this, <laughs> right out of school and, and then two and a half years later about that, Bill Forsyth was commissioned to make what would become Second Detail, so brand oh new work, gosh. and it was unusual because he doesn't often make works outside, I mean, now more so because he's yeah. at the company, but, um, Back then it was it was very unusual it was like having you know a major rock star it was like having I don't know Jimi Hendrix come to your company I was just like I think I every dancer dreams that. of working with him yeah you know um, and so I, I I was cast in his cast and as soon as I started working with him I just I literally felt I have a really strong image of this kind of a giant European like oak doors set of oak doors you know where the handles yes above, like, where you? and that I opened them up and there was this field like it had opened up the artistry that I had no idea was even there and then it was home it was really like it just I can remember even what we were doing and um, fast forward to we did second detail um, through you know, unfortunately, someone got injured, but it meant that I got to go in for her. So I was the second cast for this person, and so I was in the first cast of Second Detail. And um, and during that process, again, fortune and blessings, I was invited by Bill to come and join. Me. So, needless to say, I did not pause, and I yes. said, okay. <laughs> Without hesitation. I know. Yeah. I, was, I had dinner with Bill and Tom Willems, the composer. I was pinching myself, you know, just to have dinner with the two of them, let alone, you know, be He invited. was also the composer for In the Middle of Somewhat mm-hmm. Elevated." too. Oh, yeah, they've been incredible. a time choreographer, uh, mm-hmm. collaborators. Um, so, I moved to Germany and, uh, and was there for ten years. So can you tell me more about William Forsyth and how he has influenced your career, collaborating oh with gosh. him and staging his ballets? Uh, like I said, I know every dancer dreams of working with him. Yeah. How do you feel like he has impacted you not only as a dancer, a choreographer, oh but as a human being in As general? a human being, I yes. mean, just, it's sort of, it's really almost defies a way to describe it. I mean, maybe, I asked him fairly recently, I said, is there any? You know, any was there a main thing that you wanted us to get in the company? Was there something you really thought about? And he said, "Dignity." Mm-hmm. And I could weep. I could just because we got that. Yeah. Um. So I think that really personifies it. You know, I think he gave us all this like trust. Yeah. And he was so generous. You know, with us. We all got our moment, and we were in a company um, that was so diverse for a ballet company. It was really a radical thing that I think is underappreciated. At one point, there was, I don't know if it was half, I would say about a quarter of the company was African-American in Germany in a ballet company, right? Yeah, never thought um, that would happen. So, you know, the experience of making work with him and craft, being part of crafting our form and finding new ways to express in it as a group, collectively, mm-hmm. as as individuals that were working toward this goal constantly, which was to make art. I mean, it just, it was like a utopia. Yeah. It was just crazy. And so I think being in that environment, the more distance I have from that company experience, the more I appreciate the depth to which the conditions for invention, for empowerment, for agency, mm-hmm. uh, for wrestling. I yes. mean, it, it, speaking of Dr. West, Dr. Cornel West, who's just a huge influence of my uh, in my life as well, um, talks about paideia, which is like deep learning and a kind of seeking and a Socratic practice of wrestling and what he calls, Dr. West, that is, catastrophic consciousness. So only by leaning into the great challenges and struggles of our own, but also of, you know, civic issues like of the day, let's say sexism, you know, it's only by facing it head on in all of its its complications and structures that we can transform it. So he thinks if you meet catastrophe, um, it's ecological, oh, yes. Yeah, that's right ecological, civic, whatever you choose, um, that it, it, you meet it with creativity and compassion, and then you can transform it. So he thinks like the blues, for example, comes out of that. And I think what what I found such deep resonance in, in what Dr. West talks about, because in a way, he's naming what the experience for me was like. Um, I can't speak for everyone, but my experience with Bill was like it was just this incredible deep learning that became a part of a, a, a sort of a way of being, mm-hmm. and and then has then informed you know he taught us how to be teachers, um, so I, f- I feel I mean I have teachers and preachers in my blood and my family on both sides of the yes. family, so connecting all of that it just it, it literally resonated with me so I I aim to create those same kind of conditions um, for students and dancers and and people like, you know, in our community, too, so, yeah. My understanding in terms of dance history is that that's, that stems out of, you know, dance is something, and we yes. have a score, and it's just like <laughs> music, you know, it came from a great impulse. I'm not so sure that's the most helpful framework any longer, mm-hmm. um, and so I try and introduce that idea to students that, um, how how is improvisation not composition, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, and then, especially in a setting like this, um, I would work with students who are from or we do work with students from all kinds of interests So some of them are in this theater dance and media concentration, mm-hmm. but some are neuroscientists and some are just so diverse biochemists yeah. and um, some are writers and so How does it resonate with the studies they're doing? And that's a sort of broader reach of dance education to sort of say this isn't separate from what you're yeah. doing This can be connected, can be connected. Yes. Um, And and conversely by moving away from it with that set of ideas that you won't separate from, but you take some distance from, when you return to that practice, you might have some more insights. You might have more of a holistic approach to what you're doing rather than a narrow set, a sort of Socratic, or not a Socratic, a platonic, you know, um, sort of fixed and and to be nimble and have the dexterity of thinking and and drawing the connections for them. You know, I love Mm -hmm. all the words like, transdisciplinary um, uh, transformation like there's an action yes. in that that's not sort of going dabbling over here and then coming <laughs> back you know it's inter it's interdisciplinary all the inter words too and I start and then with each group it goes in a different way it doesn't go yeah, it down doesn't go the straight. list yeah. um, and in fact it's pretty elliptical because one thing can connect to the other yeah, and it, it just and depends so on the people it yeah. does and and you know uh, being able to respond to something that's, you know, some event that's happened culturally that we address and sort of think about what what is it like to lean into that idea or, you know, we often use books, um, you know, like Frank Geary, I have a Frank Geary pop-up book. Oh, wow. <laughs> and we use, so this is very much about interdisciplinary yeah. work for me, too, so math and visual art, philosophy, architecture, design, nature, you Connecting. know, dogs. It's yeah. Just, it's, um, <laughs> the sound of of waves, you know, anything that can be, I mean, what we we cultivate, um, anything that can be utilized, so we cultivate a noticing practice, Mm -hmm. which is also a kind of discernment that dance cultivates and what is to me scholarship in dance, where you can notice the subtle differences of different states, of different angles, you know, to be able to see not just two hands, but what is the light and what's the state of the hands, and is one flexed or what, I mean, all Mm -hmm. the fingerprints, the, you know, the rings, the light on those, all of those details can then be mined for improvisational um, ideas that you enact. And in fact, then that is live composition. We hope you've enjoyed listening to these highlights. To listen to the latest episodes or learn more about participating in exhibitions or interviews, click on subscribe. Thank you for listening.